Frank, Big Blacksmith, wondered if he would ever get used to being locked up. His cell felt like a casket with the lid left off just far enough for noise, bugs, and weather to get in. And conditions outside of that cage were also grim. Greenhaven Correctional Facility was no place for human beings to live. Frank Smith had been born in Bennettsville, South Carolina, on September 11, 1933, to Henry Parker and Millie Smith. Millie spent long days laboring in the same fields that her family members had been forced to work under slavery. As her son grew older, however, Millie became determined to leave the South to forge a better life. When Frank was five years old, she and Henry finally found the courage to move to Brooklyn. However, jobs were hard to find and poorly paid in this vast northern city, and the family struggled there as well. Frank's father eventually turned to gambling and other street hustles to make ends meet. And by the time Frank was a teenager, he, like his father, had mastered the art of running numbers on the streets of Bedford-Stuyvesant. In 1969, and not for the first time, his luck ran out. That was the year he discovered that the problem with running games was that eventually someone owes money that they can't or won't pay. When Frank burst into a dice game with a loaded gun and took money that he felt he was owed, the next thing he knew, he was bunking behind cement walls in one of the most rural parts of New York State. The other prisoners at Greenhaven tended to leave Frank Smith alone. Smith was a huge, thick-necked man with closely cropped hair and a deep, booming voice. He was not political, so the Black Panthers, the various Muslim organizations, the anti-war rebels, and the Maoists in the prison had little use for him. Big Black, as he was known by all there, wasn't particularly religious either, so the various Christian cliques also kept their distance. Big Black was just a man doing his time. His goals were simple, keep a low profile, tick off the days, and get back to Brooklyn. In 1970, Big Black found himself transferred to Attica Correctional Facility, where he spent his days pulling smelly, soiled garments out of the massive rolling carts that crowded its steamy laundry room. All around him that summer and into the fall, Attica's prisoners were buzzing with the news that there had been a series of dramatic rebellions in New York City's jails. From the notorious facility known as the Tombs, to the Queen's House of Detention, thousands of prisoners had been taking over their facilities and demanding major reforms. Teams of sympathetic observers were sent in to negotiate with them, which included two U.S. representatives from New York, Shirley Chisholm and Herman Badillo, and even the mayor of New York City himself, John Lindsay. Some of these rebellions ended quietly after intensive discussions. Others ended when guards retook the prison with their nightsticks. There were no fatalities. Afterward, city officials decided that the quickest way to deal with one of the most obvious prisoner complaints, severe overcrowding, was to send as many men as possible to upstate facilities. In other words, to push the problem up the line rather than solve it. Rumor had it that many of these men were being sent to Attica. As Big Black sorted through the piles of dirty shirts and sheets before him, sent over from Superintendent Vincent Mancusi's mansion, he wondered wearily just how much more crowded Attica could get before it too would blow.